Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Chris Barhorst. I pastor True Life Church of Greenville, Ohio, and we're also doing a church plant, a live church, Cincinnati. And I'm here with my good friend, uh, Jace Fitzhands, who's been a great man of God and a great blessing and help and uh, very, very gifted and called of God. And we're very thankful for Jace. And we're here with our our podcast and we're, that we <clears throat> spend a little bit time uh, unveiling truth. And, and we're, we're going to talk about once saved, always saved, or save, lost, save, lost, or we've actually entitled this podcast, Once Saved, Always a Choice, because so often uh, people will, they'll pray to God and they'll say, well, is it A or is it B? And they never leave room for, well, maybe it's not A or B, maybe it's C. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that's what I believe <clears throat> with this doctrine, because uh, I've heard over the years, people have had all kinds of questions. Can you lose your salvation? All these kind of things, or you have to get every sin confessed and all these different things people say. And we're going to do the best we can in the 10, 15 minutes we have with you to try to unveil that. You got any thoughts there, Jace? Uh, I spent uh, a lot of my early stages living in the once saved, always saved. And, and with the, the um, what somebody said, the excuse of if, the, if they are, lose their salvation, they're not losing it. They never had it to begin with. That's what people say. Um, and and uh, I believe that's taken from, uh, mainly from the scripture about not being able to be plucked out of the hand right. of God uh, right. by anybody. Uh, but yeah. as I continue reading and as I've been reading this past week, uh, scripture is just being revealed to me left and right uh, about this topic. And, and you and I were discussing whether or not to talk about this this week. And ever since that uh, 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 deciding to talk about it, uh, it's just been one scripture after another being revealed to me, starting with Hebrews 6. Yeah, and, and that scripture you mentioned, I just looked at it in John chapter 10, verse 29, where Jesus said that no man will be able to pluck you out of his hands. It's what it's saying is nobody can come and pull you out of your relationship with God. That's what it's saying. And, and it's not necessary. You know, we still have a will even after we're born again. But, but let, me, let me say this at the start as we get into some of the, these verses. And I know there's uh, different people use different verses. And uh, first of all, if you're concerned about it, you have not walked away from God. And, and, and I'm going I'm to say, you can't lose your salvation like you lose your car keys. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. No way. No way. And, and nobody can pull you away from that. But, but <clears throat> can a person who's maybe mature in the Lord, uh, really walked with God a lot of years, uh, can they, I don't see why anyone would want to, but could they technically uh, give up their salvation? Here, here's the way, and we're going to get into these verses. Well, I'll tell you what, Jace, why don't you just read from Hebrews chapter 6 and beginning in verse 4, just to share that. Okay, awesome. So in, uh, starting in verse 4, it says, For it is impossible, and this is out of the New King James Version, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift, and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. First of all, it says in verse 6 that if they fall away, I mean, if that was possible for them to fall away, I think it is kind of what it's saying. It's impossible. It says they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh. They put him to an open shame. So it's not talking about necessarily losing your salvation. And also notice here too, in these verses, he lists five things. They were, they were once enlightened. They have tasted of the heavenly gift. 
they were made partakers of the Holy Spirit. They have tasted the good rhema of God, the revealed word of God, and the powers of the age to come. I mean, this, is, this speaks of a level of maturity that I believe a lot of Christians don't even have, that, that are technically born again. And I know the argument says, well, if they fall away, they were never saved. And I'm sure you could, there's a, probably that too. Here again, I'm not God. Uh, so, so I don't know everyone's heart. But I believe if you're truly born again, you cannot follow it. But I do believe that a person can reach a place of maturity based on these verses and others we'll look at in Hebrews 10, and, and they can make a choice. Because an example that I like, uh, your last name is Fitzhands. And when you were five years old, if you decided you did not want to be uh, that name anymore, your family name anymore, that you wanted to renounce your family name and you decided to move out and you're five years old, the police officer is going to pick you up and bring you back to your parents and say, stay at home, <laughs> you know, because you, you're not, you wouldn't be mature enough to make that decision. However, as a mature adult, if you decided you don't want to be a Fitzhands anymore, you can go to the courts and they will back you up because you're considered an adult, you're considered mature enough to make that decision. So I do not believe of the many Christians couldn't even make that decision if they wanted to. And if you're concerned about it, you're born again. But, but, it, but it is, I do believe, as it says in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, examine yourselves, prove your own selves, know ye not that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. I think we need to look and make sure, man, if I'm a professing believer, is there, is there proof? Is there any manifestation? Do I have a desire for God? I think it's big. I don't want to uh, assume people are born again when they're not. But, uh, but once again, I, I believe that in order to, for a person to uh, walk away from Christ, they would have to be at a level of maturity that a lot of people are not at to even make that decision. I believe there's a lot of people that have gotten born again. They're baby Christians. They're out sitting in the bars uh, because they've been hurt by somebody or offended, uh, and 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 it's it's just a state of immaturity, and and they are born again. I'm here again. I'm not God, and I'm not thinking of anyone in particular, mm -hmm. but uh, that's what I see. Yeah, uh, and and maturity uh, is really alluded to by the five things that Absolutely. is expressed here in verses four to six, and we Absolutely. talked about this earlier. We don't know exactly the level of maturity within these things, but it says once enlightened. Uh, tasted the heavenly gift, partakers of the Holy Spirit, tasted the good word of God. So that means they're in the word to some extent. Yep. And they've experienced the powers of the age to come. Yep. So those things have happened. So they've tasted and seen yep. that God is good and maybe have made a choice. Well, you know what? He's not good enough for me. Yep. You know, uh, have you ever uh, decided to try out something uh, and, and and you go through and learned it and learned it and learned it and realize, you know, I really don't care for this. Right. And then you just, you decide, you know what, I had fun for a moment, but long term, this is not for me. Yeah. You know, uh, it was like I, I lived in Hawaii for three years and I'm like, man, it's awesome surfing and this amazing weather. But I didn't like that. I was stuck on a rock. I couldn't travel. So I'm like, you know what, it's good for some people, but it's not for me. Right. Right. You know, and well, and I believe if you're at that level with the five things listed in Hebrews chapter six, I mean, why would you want to go anywhere else? I mean, because <laughs> there, I don't see, I mean, there has to be a seed of, of, of something that's not fully partaking of the goodness of God mm -hmm. or something in you because it, and it says, and like I said earlier, there's a possible meaning that it says if they could fall away, if they fall away, 
you know, that because I believe at that level, why would you, because the, the, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You I mean, you're realizing all these things. You're at a level of peace. But I, I want to share one story that I heard years ago. Uh, 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 Brother uh, Kenneth Hagin shared it. He's now in heaven. But he shared this story about this church that was praying for this pastor. His wife had left him. And uh, uh, she said that uh, she thought she was beautiful and that she should have been in Hollywood and you know, all the different things. She was really stuck on her personal beauty and stuff. And as they were praying, this church was praying for her to come back. She had left this, this pastor. And, and anyhow, uh, so, but they had a vision. I don't know who had the vision, if it was Brother Hagen or someone else. And they saw her looking into a mirror, combing her beautiful hair and admiring herself. And there was this dot that was on her shoulder in this vision. And, and she just looked in the mirror and she thought how beautiful she was. And, and she basically told Jesus that he had ruined their life, ruined her life and asked him to get out. And the moment in the vision, the dot that was on her shoulder moved inside of her and he told the people to stop praying. Mm. She had walked away. And I do believe mm -hmm. that's possible, but I believe there has to be a level of maturity and a willful uh, rejection uh, of, Christ, of Christ because uh, uh, I believe we always have a will. That's what I see. But this whole idea of, well, oh, you lost your salvation because you were going 56 mile an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone because you didn't obey the laws and all this other nonsense. Listen, you cannot lose your salvation like you lose your car keys or your sunglasses. It's not, not going to happen. Oh, absolutely not. It's not about behaving. Uh, meaning not, yeah. it's not about how many mistakes you make or mm -hmm. whether you're doing this or doing that because we're not earning our salvation. Right. We talked about that last week. Absolutely. And even the week before, we talked about obedience to the gospel. Right. And I think this actually ties into that. I, I forgot about that. That was something that the Lord was revealing to me this morning is that the person that would fall away would be the person that's not obedient to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Rejecting. It's, yeah. it, it, so it's a rejection of it. Right. Uh, and, and it says that they're, they're given to uh, uh, eternal or everlasting destruction from the presence right. of Jesus Christ. Right. Well, look, look at this too in Hebrews chapter 10, because this talks about uh, a willful sin in verse 26. Mm -hmm. And, and I've, heard, I've heard discussions of this where people were talking. There was this supposedly young Christian girl and she, was, uh, she had renounced her faith and was going back into the world, whatever. And... Um, uh, and then she was killed in a car wreck. And, and so there was this big debate going on with when did she go to heaven or not? First of all, I don't, I believe that, that uh, a, a child can be in rebellion to their parents, a, a young child or whatever, but they're still that uh, parent's ch uh, child. They're not, they don't mm. unbecome their child. Mm -hmm. They're not experiencing the benefits of that relationship. Right. It's not going good for them in those areas. But, but the verse they were talking about was right here in, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26, and I'm going to read 26 through 29 because it's really good. Mm -hmm. It says, For if we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. We have to understand what's going on in the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews was written to uh, Jewish believers, Israelites, that had uh, come out from under the Mosaic law, and they were born again, and they were being tempted to renounce that salvation and going back under the sacrificial system, the animal sacrifices, of the old covenant. Now, how does that apply to us uh, that maybe aren't being tempted to go into Judaism? Well, we can go back into trusting our own sacrifice for God, our own things, and, 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 and that's not a good place to be. But it says that's the willful sin because if you see right there in verse 26, he says, 
There remains no more sacrifice for sins. There's nothing beyond the ultimate sacrifice is what Jesus did at the cross in his death, burial, and resurrection. So that's the subject matter. And it says, uh, but at verse 27 says, but a certain feel for looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Verse 28, he that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Look at verse 29. Of how much sore punishment or greater punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing or a common thing, and hath done despite or has insulted the Spirit of grace. This is talking about rejecting the sacrifice of Jesus in this context for the animal sacrifices of the Mosaic law. That's what he's mm -hmm. saying. He's telling in in a, in a Gentile sense, if you will, uh, uh, we can do Galatians 3.3. 3. Galatians is kind of like, in my opinion, a Gentile version of Hebrews, which was kind of a Jewish version because they, they were being tempted. Galatians 3.3, 3, are you so foolish? You begun in the spirit by trusting the blood sacrifice of Jesus, the work of the Holy Spirit. Are you now... Are you now so foolish that you go back under the law or do you now, do you now attain your goal through human effort? So mm -hmm. this is what's being discussed here. The willful sin is to renounce the sacrifice of Christ because there is no greater sacrifice mm -hmm. than what Jesus did Amen. through his death, burial, and resurrection. So that's, that's and it's willful. <laughs> it's willful. And I, I, I believe that, that that's a dangerous place to be. But, but some people think, well, you, you can, you're born again. It doesn't matter how you live and all that stuff. Well, it's true if you're, how you live isn't your standard of righteousness. But Scripture warns in the book of Jude about people who turn God's grace into lasciviousness. And, mm. and in so doing, they deny the Lord that bought them. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I mean, it kind of alludes to some of that uh, when you look into the parable of the sower. Mm, yes. uh, when you got the stony ground, they endured for a while, but trials and tribulations came right. for the word's sake, and, and they quickly or, or immediately uh, fled from it, right? Yep. Uh, and that's in my own words. I didn't quote, yep. uh, directly quote that. Uh, but then even, even the uh, uh, thorny ground where it got choked out, right. uh, that because they they gave care to the uh, things of this world yep. instead of to the the truth well, of Christ. But even that, in that yeah. doesn't I, I don't even think that they were not saved that with the thorny I, ground. I think it, it has to do with fruit in a person's life. Right. Because even the good ground they brought forth thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. Mm -hmm. It has to do with more fruit than it has to do with your actual position of salvation. Right. Right. And, and that's what I think the parable of the sower is dealing with because mm -hmm. a lot of Christians, okay. mm -hmm. a lot of Christians, they don't bear fruit. You know, the, the opposition comes and, and they are born again. Mm -hmm. But here again, I, I don't, to me, I don't want to take that chance. <laughs> right. Know? But you know, one of the things yeah. I would like to talk to at some future broadcast is to get into the sin unto death that it talks mm. about in 1 John five sixteen and blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, which they are different. And for example, in Mark chapter three, I believe it is, and, and uh, other places, there's just so many good things to talk about. But having these discussions is what we need to do. Because I just think there's a lot of people, they just accept a certain doctrine and they never explore it and, and find out what is God saying. And, and, and we need to reverence our salvation and realize this is a big deal. <laughs> and yeah. so, so that, that's where I got. You want yeah. to pray us out, Jace? Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you've done today and how you revealed your word. Lord, uh, we thank you for bringing us salvation. Whether uh, we, we believe it's once saved, they're always saved, or, or once saved, always a choice. 
Lord, we, we just depend upon you in all aspects of our life, Lord. And we thank you for being there to provide everything that we need continually, forever, Lord. You are so faithful to us. And we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.